Welcome to another episode of Bringing Down the Grindhouse, a podcast where we discuss horror in media. And tonight, gather around the campfire as we dive into Nick and Takaska's story, <laughs> The Quiet Boy. I'm Mitch. I'm Mer. I'm Justine. And I'm Jonathan. Ooh, yeah. This was a story. Yeah, we read a story this time. It's yeah. not a film, y'all. I know. Yeah. Yeah. We've been promising that well, we do media, and it's just film, film, film. <laughs> film, film, film. But, you know, we, yeah. we decided to get back to the original you know, concept of this podcast, which is exploring horror in media, very general yeah. term here. <laughs> which yes. includes literature. Yeah, it does include literature. Um, a little bit, a little bit about uh, Nicholas J. and Tosca. Uh, he worked on that uh, the, the show Hannibal. He pr- co-produced like 13 episodes for it. Um, he's done a whole bunch of like uh, writing for um, like sci-fi and things like that. So Ooh. he was responsible for a anthology called uh, Channel Zero, which aired from about 2016 to 2018. Doesn't Hannibal include a monster that's similar to the one in this story? I think Hannibal is just Hannibal Lecter's story no, like there when is an episode when he's having yeah. his visions oh, oh there's an episode yeah. see i have not actually oh, okay. watched oh, you the haven't show watched Hannibal? i know okay. right i know curse me yes curse, curse me you. for wanting to watch for watch, not really watching it. the, the creature in hannibal is like a personification of hannibal's like i guess bloodlust kind of yeah kind of thing hunger yeah there you go. but hunger it's an actual uh cryptid yeah in american folklore that one's wild looking too it's all black like the whole face is black and oh, then yeah. it has the the giant antlers. <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of close to how people describe seeing these beings. We're gonna say the name very quietly, just once, just once, and then we're gonna retcon the name for the rest of this episode because <laughs> it grants power. to Yeah, it. saying the name grants power to the being, and we don't want to have any of those crawling around here. So, this story is about a Wendigo. Wendigo. Did you hear that? Sucks if you didn't. But we're going to refer to it as the Winnie Bagel. The Winnie Bagel. Bunch of different nicknames. The Windy Bagel. The, the Winnie Bagel. Wendy. The Wendy's Bagel. <laughs> Wendy's Bagel. Wendy's Burger. Yeah. Wendy's Burger. Yeah. Yeah. That. I'll just say Wendy's. So, ah. so the Quiet Boy. Sorry, like... I got attacked by a bug. <laughs> that was a little scary because we got into it. See, this is why I get spooked about these kind of things. I was like, oh, God, it's, it's already going to get it's me. It's so hilarious to me that you're into horror. You have a horror podcast, I, but you're the jumpiest person I know. I, I, I am. I get scared so easily. Man, listening to this earlier, I was like sitting here. I was listening in my chair. I was like, all right, it's not so bad. I had to use the restroom. So I'm sitting in the restroom on the toilet, terrified while I'm listening to it. And I'm like looking out. And I thought I saw something in the window across the way. So I'm just freaking out. Come back out to the to the living room, laying on the couch. And I put the blanket over me. And I'm just sitting there with the phone like, oh, man. <laughs> I get so scared. Like these are some of the worst things because it's an auditory thing. So you don't have anything to accompany it. So you're kind of wherever you're at, it, if you have both headphones in, you have like something that's surrounding you. Right. So it's a little creepy to listen to it. And this particular folklore kind of creeps me out because it's like it has its origins in like the First Nations people of, of the Americas. So like this is a very old cryptid that, yeah. that, that you've been talking about for some time. And there's been a lot of sightings. <laughs> yeah. So the story of the Windy Bagel, uh, these, uh, as he mentioned, originated from First Nations people, specifically in the Appalachian region. Yeah, like Canada, like top part of the United yeah. States. Eastern kind of very mountainous woodsy areas and if you ask anybody that's local and lives around that area they'll probably tell you a few things about the woods and the creatures that crawl around in them. Also slightly associated with the the cryptids of people being like skinwalkers. <laughs> it's yeah. like kind of the similar like where it'll take over someone or it like gets created because of some feeling or unfinished business. Uh, prior to the podcast, me and Justine were talking about the design yeah. of the Winna, uh, the Winnebago. 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> Winnebago. Winnebago. And uh, essentially, like the like what the natives would say is, it basically looks like a skeleton with skin draped over it. Oh man, that's and such a yeah. <laughs> people have described them as having like a black, almost like oil slick like yeah. skin. Really long limbs. Long tall. limbs, sunken in faces because they're basically skeletons. Yeah. walking and skeletons. We've noticed that more modern interpretations um, use the stag. Yeah, kind of in place was not of it now. part of the original. And, uh, descriptions the antlers were never really a part of it it became something new i think because they were so ornate <laughs> that yeah. it like, made sense to put it on there and they, i i don't know if this was a part of the original but they, they found that if it eats more people it grows bigger in size is yeah. that the thing of yeah. the original as well uh, it changes in size okay. so it won't grow mm-hmm. bigger so like if it eats a child it'll grow to that size but yes. then it becomes hungrier because it's so small right and so, so it keeps it, changing it's like an insatiable hunger so if it thing. ate a big person it would probably grow that bigger. much that much yeah. more okay mm-hmm. So it's like a shape-shifting kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, we've noticed in more popular media just the change in the design of it. Right. And, I mean, both of them are still fucking for, terrifying. For this yeah. story, though, I felt like whatever uh, it was feeding on, wherever they were feeding on, it wasn't necessarily like the flesh and blood. Like they almost were terrifying people to feed, to feed off that fear because yeah. they were straight up just ringing out people and, and animals like they weren't eating them yeah it's kind of like a combination of like the monster and it yeah and, where it feeds off and a winnebago yeah <laughs> yeah that's actually kind of a common i want to say trope but trait of a lot of these cryptid yeah. beings especially like the really dark ones that wish you harm is typically you know even if they do decide to tear you limb to limb from limb More for their what they're really feeding on is the energy that it creates they yeah. are not creatures that want to generate positive energy they feed off of negativity especially fear fear is one of the most powerful negative feelings you can have what one of the most interesting things because uh, you could look up videos about the origin of it oh, um, <laughs> was like the story of how it, it it's supposed to represent uh people having too much greed yeah. or too much hunger basically living in excess because mm-hmm. um, anything of anything or too much of anything is harmful to people right so as a way to combat that they would tell the story of the winnebago so they would basically tell like the younger people in the tribe yeah hey well there's also there's also like a psychosis that they think exists because of people doing cannibalism or or, i was just about to say yeah it's kind of wild how many people they have like on record of just straight up eating like their whole family yeah (laughs) like what the fuck there's also lore about there being some form of ritual or situation that generates these people and um a lot of people don't really know exactly what this ritual is supposed to be. I guess it's a secret amongst the uh, indigenous people that lived in the Appalachian Mountains. Yeah, I mean, I think I think the fame, the real famous one is the story of like the seven brothers and the two, the the wife and the the man, mm-hmm. and like the warrior that comes out and like tries to figure out what is wrong with this village. And then basically finds out and narrows it down to this entire family, right? And, ha- and tries to take them out one by one, and because they do, they were cannibalizing other people, and like that's just fucked. <laughs> <laughs> so some yeah, fun one, facts about Winnie Bagels. Uh, they've said to not really have vocal cords, but they're still able to imitate human sounds. Mm-hmm. Of course, because they don't have human vocal cords, they. Uh, Voice is a little distorted, but a lot of people have reported walking in the woods and hearing somebody calling their name or hearing the voice of a loved one calling for them. I was listening to this one story of this girl walking her dog when she encountered one, and she said that it imitated her sister's voice and was calling her name. You were also mentioning that um, the area in the Appalachians, they basically tell all their youth about yeah um, basically taking a precaution to not listen to the sounds in the woods or if someone <laughs> right. calls out for help. Yeah, basically... 
how it goes is when you give these creatures your attention, they'll latch onto that attention. And so they say, one, just don't go into the woods at night, like period. Or but, alone. Or alone. Keep in mind, though, these things can walk around any time of the day. Um, if you see something strange, don't pay it any mind. You didn't see anything, actually. <laughs> actually if you, you hear see. something, you didn't. If you hear somebody calling your name or calling for help, no, you didn't. Oh, you turn around and you go back to where you came from. Yeah. <laughs> and this is something that a lot of people in the area know. And the people that don't abide by that usually end up finding out the hard way or they just go missing. And it leads to a lot of big creative outlets for a lot of people. Because yeah. um, one, you have like this this folklore, but also two, you could play around with that idea because it's not really a, it's not popular in northern america or like europe say so you have like a a director like guillermo del toro taking the quiet boy yeah and like actually going to be making a movie about it i think it's it's gonna one like give get people more aware and two most likely give it more power now yeah that's interesting i hadn't thought about that bringing more attention in the case of a lot of spiritual entities the more thought you give to it the more power it has how many google searches do you think are going to spike up after the movie drops yeah exactly i mean just think about how many google searches popped up after hannibal the the series dropped and then shortly a few years later tons of people are coming out telling the stories of things they've encountered similar to this I mean, the, the the fear of, or like even the concept of the Wendigo, this goes back. I, the Wendigo. Oh no, what have I done? <laughs> All right, well, if I wind up dead. The mic just cuts off. I was, <laughs> I I was killed by a, 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 a very angry Winnebago. That's <sighs> too much. Um, I'm so, sorry. I shouldn't be making fun of this. <laughs> I, I take that back. I apologize. Yeah, we won't. We won't. It's not. Uh, but I think this goes back to like very primal fears that people have had for centuries upon centuries, especially if we when we go back to like our hunter gatherer origins as humans, like just like, going out into the woods at night. Bad idea all the time, because that's when predators are out. That's when things that kill you are roaming around. And so people, you know, these like legends and whatnot rise up from that as like explanations for these things. So, like, the darkness has always been sort of a thing that's, you know, been around humanity or is something to be feared and, and whatnot. And in this case, like, our main, I, I wouldn't call him a victim, but, like, the person who's in the center of this is a small child whose family has succumbed to yeah. the bagel. So, what a great uh, story and way to, like, condense a large piece of folklore into a single story mm-hmm. and to make it believable. Yeah. Like, I fully believed everything that they were telling me. I'm like, none of this seemed outrageous that, I, that they yeah. were doing this or that. Because you could totally hang out and live in the backyard, you know, like, yeah, in the little tent. Yeah, just feeding it. Yeah, yeah and absolutely. And it's so fucked up that he was feeding them, like, pets so that they would stay in the house. And then she's like, wait, why didn't you warn me? I mean, the, I mean, the, the motivation for the teacher to go see him yeah, is, is so believable. It's legit, because yeah. She's, she's legit. She's a teacher, and she's like, I want to she's help this about kid. This kid. Yeah. yeah. And she even makes a point to mention in the beginning, like, kind of what a rundown town it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What they say, uh, basically, it's hills, liquor stores, and sex workers. Yep. Yep. Oh, my God. The, yeah, that was kind of cheesy. But that um, was, you know, I get it. Yeah. You know, I think my favorite part is uh, when they, they tell the kids to make story time and oh, to man, write yeah. out a story. And oh, it basically just mirrors out his situation at home right. with yeah. the three wolves. A timid yeah. wolf. A medium-sized wolf, and then the large one. That was interesting, too, to kind of personify them as being wolves. 
Because in a lot of cases, when people spot these sort of creatures, they don't really know what to think about it. So they think it's just some weird deformed animal that they're looking at. And so in a sense, this kid probably had no idea what these creatures were in the first place. But he still had to figure it out and live with them and try to keep them contained for as long as he could until nosy teacher goes around. He was actually keeping them in there for however many years that this, or at least like it is a year, I think he said. Yeah, for a good chunk of time. Yeah, and he was just like just keeping them there and then they didn't realize that they they left them out by by moving those bodies, which is interesting because it added a new piece of like sort of lore to it where it's like, oh, they kind of have to maintain a distance around something important. In this case, it was their original bodies. And the skeletons. The skeletons, the bones. Like, these are the kinds of important things because they've been noted to have stuff on them. Like, the bones actually carried around their neck or things like that. So it could be their own. could be other people's. Mm -hmm. It it was interesting to me because I felt more of a, like, spirit kind of thing rather than an actual physical entity. Right, until uh, they showed up in physical form towards oh the God, end of the right. story. Descriptions she, are disturbing. She, oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> she describes, because she enters the house unknowingly, and she feels like the pop-up wolf is what she describes. It's like right behind it her. right behind her and breathing down her neck. That was such mm-hmm. a good description of just like, it's like right behind you, the breath is on your neck, his chin is like almost touching your collarbone, and Ooh. you get this idea of just how big it is that it's like haunched over her, like trying to basically intimidate her and push her into the room. And she turns around and nothing is there. Yeah. And so that that's the kind of reason, like it kind of feels more like a spirit entity that's trapped oh, gotcha. in the house. Um, and this kid, because yeah, he because he's feeding it, oh, is able to sense. contain it. Yeah, because at that point they're not really they're not really out. <laughs> they're yeah. still maintained within that house. Yeah, they're that's not getting point. hungry, so they don't need to go out. Yeah, that's true. Ooh. And then when they were out, that's when people started getting murdered. The the teacher in this story is is a very believable character. Um, yeah, I she, felt like, it. like I felt she, bad for she her. She finds the intelligence in this uh, small kid, and she she sees in the personification of the wolves that, you know, maybe the dad's an alcoholic and beats his kids. Ooh. I should probably call CPS, but I want to check it out. And even that weird exchange with the neighbor that was like minimal. Yeah. What are you doing over there? Yeah, you uh, do you know these guys? Go <laughs> Don't go over there. Just like, woo, very quick. But you know, he knows there's something fucky going on over yeah. there. Yeah. I just feel bad with how she ended up in the story, considering she came in with such pure intentions. Like, these are the kind of teachers I wish we had more of yeah. that actually like She's give part a shit of, like, about a program their students. that placed her there. Yeah, into I would say a low income sort of neighborhood right. and wanted to help this kid out and also, see him have if a she good had life. Not taking the kid that night, she would have survived. Yeah, that's also true. <laughs> because it was after him is because it's like he wanted his son back. The entire scene with the cops how she's talking to the guy over the phone oh yeah when he's like i gotta call you back and she's like what's wrong uh some people are dead but the way that he said it it sounds like they had just died they describe that in the book and it's it's very chilling he didn't know how to describe it because he he probably saw the wronged out bodies that he was like who does this what can do this what's big enough to do this i mean when when oh my gosh when when the author goes into describing how how it kills people and how it sounds like like twisting bubble, bubble wrap. wrap yeah yeah no that's just i know no no because you know what the, la- the, the loud popping noise sounds like so it's like to use that to describe a body getting basically torn up like that is fucked up the thing is they this is a literature story but they also have many audiobook or like uh people reading it through right. podcasts and stuff so re hearing it is a different thing entirely especially if it has a sound yeah they'll it. do voice acting for it too very I mean, strong. Per- personally, I I listened to uh, Ben Womberg read it. I did too. Yeah, I think I did as well. He's, he's on YouTube, but he does a very good reading of it. 
um, with a couple like uh, little little nitpicks there for like editing issues. Yeah, but other just, than that, yeah. his voice was great, and I I think he really carried that that chilling feel the whole time. It was very good at reading a scary story for sure. The entire climax comes to like a crashing halt because she thinks everything is fine. She orders pizza for the kid. She like puts on a movie for him. She thinks Despicable Me. Yeah, Despicable uh, Me. That's funny. I the thing that uh, haunts me the most is when the kid gets in the car with her for the first time, and Just he keep keeps checking. looking back. Yeah, keeps scanning the woods. Oh god, <laughs> he knows that it's out there and it's coming. He's, it didn't even take that long to get over to where they're at. No, it didn't. Like they got there pretty quick. <laughs> they even had time to shred through the neighbor first. Yeah, right. They went to go kill people. I was so sad that the neighbor died. The like pot smoking old lady in the big house. Oh, with the vandals T-shirt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's just Linda, dude. That's just Linda. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah. Oh my god. That's super funny. Oh, oh my gosh. Shit. Well, that was part of it too. She could. She said that they were like sort of distracted with her neighbor before they got over, which gave her time. <laughs> to get to <laughs> her noises and i was like i'm terrified <laughs> sorry that was just my chair squeaking. yeah it was just the chair uh, she brought over like bowls to light up because apparently they have this power that gets rid of any light which includes their electricity mm-hmm. even on a flashlight that thing started to flicker so the only natural light you could create was just lighting something on fire you know what that makes me think about death eaters yes from a they would Harry pull Potter. the lights out of wait things. no not death eaters is it the death eaters no that's the the fucking we- wizard dementors, dude. Oh, the dementors. dementors. Yeah. that's who it is anytime dementors show up they extinguish all the lights and then they feed off of your energy by causing fear essentially and they're yeah. feeding off of your fear so dementors are like flying winnie bagels <laughs> oh jeez <laughs> I thought it was very clever that um, because the power is going out that she went to the extent to make a ring of fire around her and the child to protect oh, right. themselves. She did also have a moment where she almost threw this kid and was like, fuck it. I'm yeah. going to survive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that's the craziest part is that it, it. I really like the story how it goes into her dilemmas with like survival versus yeah. helping this kid. And she picks the kid yeah, every time. She was like, nope, <laughs> I'm not going to do it. And then the they don't even say that she died. They say that when they walked in, she was just all over the kitchen. And you're like, oh, oh, oh she got like no. shredded. <laughs> just got like parts all Red, over. Rest in peace. Yeah. Also, <laughs> also, they describe the the pizza owner finding his delivery driver just completely god. in shreds. That's, he didn't even go inside. He left and was like, oh, my God. And that's how the cops came. And then the sheriff was the one who came in and was like, oh, what the fuck? And then the kid's missing. So you have to assume he got taken away and now they're just roaming around killing people so it's like that's not the end of that story (laughs) sorry a car passed by really loud on the street and it didn't sound like a car and i was like dog that's what you get for saying the name that was a that was a moped (laughs) yeah Yeah, (laughs) it's okay no we're not on a little bit of edge here well that's the thing when you hear the story with most horror fiction if it's written good you will be on edge. It's all about those descriptors, like get, getting descriptions that bother people, like the the description of the face for the creatures. Like the, the dad is just like all fucked up. The mouth is weird. The eyes are like goats where they have like the rectangular uh, pupils on it. 
you know, and then the little kid smile. is like, the little kid is constantly like trying to fuck with its mouth because it's just so hungry. <laughs> where it looks it's like sucking it's, on its fingers yeah. constantly and whatnot. Oh, it's while it's hopping around, dancing like, like a it's frog. Not, none of this yeah. is okay. They also get like... <laughs> they get into the basement and they just found mounds upon mounds of dead animals. Yeah, they're just all. He even says it. He's like, they look like somebody just wrung them out. And you're like, what? Like a towel. <laughs> oh my god. Oh no. When when your hair sticks up on your arm, that's when you know it's good. Yeah, it's, all right. Yeah, it creeps me out. <laughs> it just makes me think, though. I feel like wringing them out like a towel is one way to probably generate the most fear. Because I know, yeah, for real. I, I I don't know personally. Like I've never seen or heard of anyone getting killed in this matter. But I imagine it's not a particularly quick death. No. <laughs> considering your organs are being crushed, but they might still function. So like you're still Oof. fully conscious while you're being twisted. Oh, how does it feel to have a rib in your lung? Oh, oh. oh God. How does it feel to have your lung in your pancreas? Big Pharma's just like, I got a pill for that. Oh my god. <laughs> $12,000 a pop. Oh um... I, I'm really excited to see where Guillermo del Toro's film will go. In. I am almost positive it'll be a good movie. He's going to eat <laughs> oh, that yeah. shit up. I, 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 and I he's really going to leave no wait. crumbs. He takes his time when he's working on projects to the point where like he really puts a lot of care into it. So I'm, I think it'll be something that's yeah. worth the time. This story came out in 2019. Yeah. That's when it was published. So, I mean, I think that's it's pretty cool that it's something so modern Yeah, as well. And it, and like even like the Despicable Me things and like use of cell phones. Yeah. So all Police of this is very time. relevant to our time. And that's and that's not something you always see in horror in horror you know media right. and whatnot. You know what's funny though is that they released something on Netflix that is totally unrelated and not a horror story, but it was still like a little kid that's born like half deer or whatever the fuck and has antlers and shit. And I thought it was the same thing, oh, but I was like, wait, I, no, I this is not that. the same thing. This yeah. is like a really nice like loving story Wholesome. about someone taking care. Yeah, it's like they're taking care of this kid that's born weird. And I was yeah. like, oh wait, this oh, isn't that, the same. That's, that's it. Okay. I'm like, well. that's not that's not what I was looking for. <laughs> well, I feel like, like great job, bro. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like number three on Netflix right now. So well, one nice. thing one thing we'll know for sure is Creature Design is gonna have a lot of money in it. It's yeah. gotta it's gonna be so fucked up. Like if if it's anything like the creatures you've seen so far in his films, you know he's gonna get the design exactly right. And it's going to be disturbing. <laughs> He's going to do his research. There there are two trailers. The movie in question is called Antlers. Uh, it, no release date yet. But there's one uh, There's one trailer. There are no words in this. Except, yeah. Except for the, the Wendy bagel. And the second trailer where they have talking, but I believe that first trailer hits you more. I hope mm. they uh, fully commit and get that rated R. Yeah, and don't go with a PG thirteen version of this. I, we need we need gore. Dude. There's got to yeah. There's got to be some really fucked up violence. I think for it to really get the point across of how dangerous they are, and then you can show some really grotesque stuff <laughs> on their face and what they're doing. You know, I was just thinking about as I was listening to this story because we were talking about why you don't say the name. The author never mentions the name of this creature. True. This is an unnamed creature. We're assuming we kind of know which one it is. But it leads me to believe that the author has done his research. He's like, nope, I'm not saying that name. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't even have a moment where someone explains the folklore. We no. just know it's a creature. Yeah. And we, that the dad and son got turned into something. We do know that uh, in the trailer, there's there is a shaman. And Ooh. he goes, uh, I thought that was just myth. Someone says that. And he goes, well, it's not myth now. Oh, jeez. Oh, right, yeah, because you've been putting a lot of attention towards that. Yeah. That's that's gnarly. What the hell? So I think, yeah, I, from the previews that I've seen, it looks like it'll be really interesting. I mean, not mentioning the name of it, too, is is definitely playing more with your fears as well. Because yes. now you have no idea what it is. And if you 
had the preconception of what a Wendy bagel is, <laughs> a Wendy's bagel is, then you wouldn't, um, you wouldn't, you might not be as afraid of it because you'll be like, oh, this is something I understand. Mm-hmm. But when it's something you cannot comprehend or cannot, like, I have no idea what this thing's weakness is, where it's hiding, how it operates, I don't, yeah. Yeah, and it's much more terrifying. And it's even creepier because if you know, you know. As so you're reading this, like, oh shit, I've seen this before. I know exactly what this thing yeah. is. And then in your head, you're thinking, like, no, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't stop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no. If, as soon as that teacher gets up to the house, you're just like, this is already bad. Like, why yeah. are you. It doesn't, I, I, it know. doesn't matter what pizza we order, kid. We're dead. Yeah, yeah. it doesn't matter what. <laughs> you know, pro tip if you see a boarded up house that's boarded up from the outside, you probably shouldn't open the door. <laughs> just just a thought. Oh, man. She, like, really, really just pulls the lock off that thing. You know, she wants to help. That's all yeah. she wants to do. It's so tragic. It really you wasn't. Know, moral uh, of the story here, don't be a hero. Because you're going to die. Oh, my God. I love all the movies that do that where they're like, don't be a hero, kid. <laughs> and he's like, I'm going to be a hero. Then he gets killed. Then he gets, yeah, he's still the old man's like, no. Heroes never last long. They always die in their 30s or earlier. <laughs> oh, Anyways. Um, just so, look at Jesus. Okay. So, <laughs> oh my God. The, this, story Sorry. Is, <laughs> this story is relatively short. You could read it in about an hour. Yeah. The, and also the reading itself is an hour. So you guys should check it it's out. It's a good short story. Yeah. Absolutely guys- worth listening to or reading. I think the prose is very good in this one too. I thought, it, I think it really, um, I don't know. It's just very, very well descripted and it yeah. gets to its points. It doesn't waste a lot of time. It, it's all the story Oh, yeah. I was really glad well. there was uh, no, like, time talking about her life. Like, where she's like, ah, yes, here's the kind of life she had before she got here. She shows you yeah. the type of, I you mean, know, the, uh, the, there's the a author few shows bits you. here and there that you get an idea of who she is and why she's there. All you really needed to know was that she's there and she's helping people because she's part of this program. Mm-hmm. And she cares a lot about this kid. And that's enough to yeah. make the story go forward. Because you're like, yeah, that makes sense. You care about, you know, this kid who might be having some problems at home. And teachers do this all the time. They'll get them like stuff they need, the art supplies, stuff like that. Go check on them at their home. Buy so it's a sweatshirt. good way. It's a good way to progress the story without yeah. it being like outlandish. Like, why would she even go over there? It's like, yeah. well, it makes sense because she saw yeah. something going on with his drawings. He seems a little weird. You know, he doesn't have the same outfit. He, someone saw him at the laundromat. He, he literally wears the same outfit yeah. every day. So it's like you know, people have seen him walk around and washing his own sheets at the laundromat. I was mat. just thinking too, if he hasn't really like gone into the house, that might explain why he only has one change of clothes. Yeah, because probably when it happened. <laughs> And he fucking dipped and never went back into that yes, house unless he was smart. dropping off food. Yeah, into the basement. Yeah. Oh, God. Which I was wondering, too, if it was boarded up from the outside, how did he get inside to the basement? Some basements do have those doors you open oh, up from the outside to get into. Door, yeah. He's probably just <laughs> He's just like, he's just like, all right, yeah, puppy. Tosses it all in right, there. Fido, no. get in there. <laughs> what, a, what an even darker part of the story that you don't see is that he's picking up dogs and cats and just throwing them in there. Yo, so, I bet it started with his own creep, like, yeah, pets. That's, own like, yeah. that's something that's amazing about yeah. this is because without that, we're already imagining what this child was doing. Yeah. So it's implanting, like, cinema in your head that's not even in the text. Well, she even See, mentions that he smells like pets. Yeah. yeah. So no, it's that's like, something you know, I really loved about short stories is that they leave a lot of room for the imagination. I love, like, a good long novel. Don't get me wrong, but with these short stories, when you leave out certain details, you make up those details in your head, and it could be a lot more terrifying yeah, to think about these the things. Do you guys have any favorite parts hmm. or a favorite section of the reading? Uh, for me, it was like literally when they get to her house, 
because the tension is just ra- like it's way up for when you're like, oh, my God, they're going to kill her. They're going to break into the house. The light's dying. Like, what are you going to do? <laughs> it's I, so much at once. It's like once the pizza boy arrives, yeah. that's what really uh, got me yeah. is because because the author did this really good thing where you totally forget they even ordered a pizza. Yeah, exactly. You totally forget because everything else that's going on is so much I more I thought it was the sheriff or something, but it, yeah. I was like, yeah, they're going to get saved. I was like, oh, like, I know. I thought that guy. too. I was like, somehow the sheriff knew to come here and he's going to save. Nope. Nope. No, absolutely not. <laughs> I, I actually think that was probably my favorite point of the story was when the pizza guy showed up. Because I don't know, in a way, it's almost comedic. That a pizza guy mm-hmm. of all people is gonna come in and save the day just for a moment until he gets twisted and pop like bubble wrap. Yeah. God. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, uh, my favorite part was when she's talking to the cop over the phone, and he's like trying to describe like pe- yeah, people just really are dead, unsettled. But the author goes to describe like it sounds like they have just died and they just came across the scene. Yeah, because I think there was even screaming in the background. There's screaming in the background. And he says, I gotta go and hangs up on her. He's so spooked at that point. Like, what are you gonna do when you come across these fucked up murders? Like, you don't even know what could possibly do something like that. I I love that. And they also um, allude that the uh, police force here is really small. Yeah. She's like, oh, four guys, like half of the city's police force. Four guys, that's it? It's it's in a town where nothing really happens. So they're just like, oh my God, what is happening? All murder it makes me wonder too because a lot of times you know people who are involved with law enforcement police officers detectives are the ones who are solving these like homicide cases and missing persons cases and i know in a lot of cases if they can't come to a conclusion they just ruled as a suicide so i wonder how many encounters people have had of these creatures where they couldn't explain how they died so they just ruled it as a suicide and never thought about it again ah uh, yes he wrung himself to death <laughs> so <laughs> fucked up <laughs> yeah assuming that is the like n- like the main way they kill people right but you can't really think of any other logical way that someone would die in this manner so we just rule right. it as a mystery but no or one likes an a animal. mystery an animal of some sort yeah right. at least ruling it as animal. a suicide it's like a closed case but if it's not you're going to have all these people wondering for all these years what the fuck was going on. People are going to start to panic. They're going to look into it themselves. And then even if you came to the conclusion that it is indeed a Wendy's bagel, <laughs> how do you defeat the Wendy's bagel? Yeah, true. I know people never actually talk about how to defend yourself against one or how to fight one. There's, there's been sh- like, a, like a few stories where they, they actually did fight back and they pretty much just like dismembered it. So like cutting it to pieces, things like that will work. Yeah, but who was telling that story? It was uh, it was like villagers who were living, you know, col- colonists who were living around that time period who like were trying to figure out what was going on in certain villages. I don't know. I don't trust anything colonizers say. <laughs> I um, feel like you can't battle pure evil. As far as I think, as far as natives are concerned, the only way to do that is to, like you said, not give it too much attention, but also to use other methods because there's other like ways to to fight these sort of like spiritual Notice elements. How the indigenous people learn how to coincide with these creatures, whereas colonists just think about dismembering it. <laughs> I think the only just saying <laughs> other thing I've seen that deals with a Wendy's bagel. <laughs> is uh there's a movie called ravenous yeah that i, that I definitely think we should cover at some point yeah, because i did watch should. it after after a recommendation from some youtuber i can't remember nice. his name um but uh that one deals heavily with it and the there it's more of like in that one it's more of like a spirit that possesses a person after they've consumed human flesh sort of idea and then it, it gets into into all of that and it's a very weird movie 
for sure. But absolutely check it out if you want more Wendy's bagel stories. All right. What would you guys rate this text? Mm, I actually would give this a 10. I couldn't find any holes to poke in it. Like, the story is pretty airtight. <laughs> Same. I, I really enjoyed the way that he wrote. I feel like a lot of times when I read novels, authors, maybe it's just their style, but they tend to be too direct with what they're saying. And this mm. way, it was a little more illustrative, the way yeah. you read it. You have an image and a picture very vividly in your mind as you're reading yeah. it. It was short enough to be interesting the whole way through, and the plot was like consistent, and everything that happened coincided with another. There was never anything that was just randomly placed yeah. in here. And it all worked together. Like There was these strings of the story that would kind of go off, and you're like, well, what does that have to do with anything? And then later on, would come in and tell you certain things about yeah. the characters that made sense. Uh-huh. The biggest key to good storytelling is, as everyone has said and has probably heard this to death from their English teachers, but is showing and not telling. Yep. And it's such a <laughs> difficult concept to master, but I think that this author has mastered they, that. Yeah, they got oh, it. Yeah. It's, a, it's, uh, it's why it's good to learn how to write short stories and yeah, really master Especially that. in this context. There's so many things that are just shown to you. Like that, are, that they don't even need to take any time to explain whatsoever. That's why I give it a 10. Also. Yeah. Also, I don't think there was very like, so I know we read it and we heard it, but if you were to make this into a film, there's not much dialogue. There's, no. there's like yeah. probably less than 10 or so lines when she's talking to the sheriff, when she's talking, like she's has the internal monologue. But other than that, she only talks to the kid like a few times and yeah. the rest of it is just all the visuals that you get. He's so, pretty, uh, quiet yeah <laughs> and so it's like you get you get shit like that so it's like it would be a nice translation and we're actually getting a really like precise story out of it i think i'm gonna give it a 10 as well it's precise like you said and it it just brings fear i mean even <laughs> when i was spooky. talking about that cop thing the hairs are sticking up <laughs> i know i have sort of an uneasy feeling too and i'm I'm concerned. <laughs> I'm concerned. Let, let it if be the known. lights go out, oh, we're, we're going to PAX. Yeah. <laughs> let it let it be known. To quote uh, uh, McAfee, if I die, it wasn't my own doing. <laughs> oh, I thought you were gonna do the one where he's like, oh, "I hope I give you the shits." Because <laughs> he eats you, starts punching out the fucking Wendy bagel. It's like, let's go. Yo, but that that McAfee conspiracy shit. I love that. I it's wish, wild. I wish I could talk about it now, but this yeah, that's, that's for a different a podcast. Different, that's a whole episode. other day. It's a whole episode on its R- own. Uh, Mitch, what do you rate this? I said I gave it a ten, baby. Okay. This yeah, is a, this is tens ten. across, right. the tens across the board. Approved fresh. Yeah, this is like four or five. I think it's the fourth or fifth thing that we've all given tens to. And this you is know we're gonna be there in the theater for Antlers. Yeah, hell yeah. Day oh, one, <laughs> and we're gonna review it. Yes. and we're gonna review yeah, it. We'll, so oh, absolutely. Look forward to that. Review that when it comes out. Do we I know can't. the release date? Did it say? I don't think so. Well, the thing was, um, the big thing with this movie is it had a release date for 2020. But oh, we all know rough. how 2020 went. <laughs> yeah. so. We're just Yikes. now getting back to normal. I'm yeah. glad that he held on to it, though, because yeah. all of these movies coming out at streaming services, it's just so yeah. lackluster yeah, to me. For real. <laughs> Anyways, that's just my yeah. little two all right, cents. Cool. All right, I'm going to walk us out. Grab yeah. your coats. You guys got your coats? Did you get your shoes this time? <laughs> Don't forget your shoes, honey. I forgot my docks. I forgot to get my docks. Okay. <laughs> Take like five minutes to lace them up. Yeah, five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. All, all right. right. So we are bringing down the greenhouse, a podcast that talks about <laughs> horror and media. <laughs> what are we talking Sorry, about, I saw, I saw, I saw a light. What? Oh, I did. I, I saw a light flash cross right there, and it 
stop me. I'm okay. Anyways, uh, we are, did you just see a reflection? I, uh, I think I saw a reflection right now. Um, I'm telling you, man, we're all a little spooked after this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We are a podcast. Of- <laughs> what do we? What do we? A podcast? I think we, we talk about horror and media, right? We, yeah, discuss, that's what we do. Yeah, we discuss horror and media, and you could check us out on our Patreon, where you could give us two dollars a month to basically. Help us pick out a piece of media that you want us to review. I like how fast you're talking right uh, now. I'm yeah. so I know you're scared. Right <laughs> I think we need to go outside. No, actually, let's not go outside. Oh, it's man. dark out. That's what happens when you sit with your back to an open doorway, you know? Oh, shit. <laughs> Bro, I have my back to the window. That's even uh, weird. So I stood in the corner. Whatever. <laughs> Check out our Patreon where you could give us $2 a month. Uh, also, check out our Teespring where you have merch up there. We have hats as well as T-shirts. Uh, check out our social medias. We have Twitters, the Facebooks, the Instagrams. I'm making more posts every day. It's really cool. Photoshop is cool. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And give us a review on Spotify as well as the Apple Podcast. Make sure to hit the subscribe yeah, button. Anywhere that'll let you review. Let us know your feedback. We'll take it. We'll take it. We'll, we'll take it, then we'll dish it. Yeah. We might laugh at it. And yeah. Maybe we'll ask you to come into the room. Yeah, maybe you'll <laughs> be a guest. Maybe we'll like your criticism so much. We say, well, come on and do it better. Well, that's all I got. I'm Mitch. I'm Mur. I'm Justine. And I'm John. Thank you. Whoa. 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 Who